0: Human Genome, a complete set of nucleic acid sequences, encoded as DNA within the 23 chromosome pairs in the cell nuclei, It encapsulates approximately 3 billion base pairs of DNA. The story of how all this DNA got sequenced has major ties to UCSC. Brought to you by the Division of Student Affairs and Success, this is Jennifer with SUCCAST. So, have you ever wondered how the Genome Browser or Genomics began its history here at UCSC? Or how UCSC tackled the feat of coding the human genome? Well, I'm here to relay the story told by the Genomics Institute. This link will be in the description for you to go ahead and check out the history and a bit more detail, but I'm here to elaborate on that and give you a tour of how things started for our Genomics team. So, let's go way back to May, 1985. Between the redwood trees and lecture halls, the story began. Like many other similar stories, there's a specific event or microcosm or meeting that got the ball rolling. For the human genome, it would be this meeting, which held the first serious discussion of sequencing the human genome. While this pitch was highly criticized, since it was deemed as crazy or too far-fetched, especially for the time, but it continued here at UC Santa Cruz. The first year's discussion pertaining to sequencing the human genome was held, called, quote, the Santa Cruz Workshop, held by the UCSC Chancellor at the time, which was very monumental to the world of genomics. This meeting was essential to developing the Human Genome Project five years later in 1990. Before then, there was lots of litigation and funding logistics needed to be completed. By April 1990, the National Institutes of Health and Department of Energy had published a plan for the first five years of an expected 15-year project. Outlining the goals of the project, those of which being sequencing the human genome, but also of other organisms. Congress had funded them both to elaborate and explore this project. UCSC aided this project to produce the map of the entire human genome, where all 3 billion base pairs will be sequenced. After the inception of the International Human Genome Project, it came into the public sphere with one goal, to produce a complete human genome sequence by 2005. In the end, the Human Genome Project was completed in April of 2003, making it an interdisciplinary group effort. Although the depth of genomics and the entirety of our human genome is beyond my own grasp, this event and series of events is very central in the progress of the field. It's a great story about both the history of our campus and of genomics and biotechnology. During its development, the project ran into troubles, specifically when it became a genome sequencing race, where the International Human Genome Sequencing Consortium was placed against Celera Genomics. The International Human Genome Sequencing Consortium, being the publicly funded group with up to 20 countries joining the project by 1995, Celera Genomics, on the other hand, being a new company utilizing a new method of sequencing DNA called Shotgun Sequencing and with this method they plan to sequence the genome, patent it, and sell subscriptions to researchers and students, professors, etc. This subscription would allow people to access the sequences and data to investigate the human genome. Supposedly by 2001, but in the end Solera basically had to quit on this idea by 2002 when their president had stepped down and this was just a year before the genome was available for public use and research from UCSC in 2003. In 2000, after being against each other and racing to complete this project, the face of the international human genome Consortium, Francis Collins, and the face of Genomics, Craig Venter, came together to jointly announce their own working draft for the human genome on June 26, 2000 leaving both of their teams to complete this project in just seven weeks. During this time, teams were using sequencing machines which had been churning day and night, spitting out fragments of the first genome in randomized order. This, as you can probably assume, was very hard to organize, but also brought up the question of why isn't there a centralized program where the genome would live once sequenced. So these pieces won't just be running amok. Before the announcement of the human genome, there were two genomes that have already been sequenced. The worm genome in 1999, the worm genome in 1998, the fruit fly genome in 1999, which could be assumed to be way less complex than the human genome, so we really needed that program in order to it all together, bring it together, and for people to really understand and look at their own genome, the human genome. Now that we have a bit background on this project, let's dive into the UCSC team and the factors that make this a UCSC story. Although the UCSC team was a ragtag group, and went on to produce vital portions of the human genome and the widely used resource of the genome browser. One member in particular that stood out at the time was Jim Kent, who began brainstorming and elaborating on the organization problem, asking questions such as, how will we organize these random fragments of DNA? Thinking of what we have now, the genome browser. But pre-genome browser, the project had to bring the fragments and make sense of them. Every tiny bit of DNA had to be accounted for. During May of 2000, Jim Kent had completed writing his PhD and shifted focus to the Human Genome Project. And on May 26th, expressed concern David Hustler, a scientific director at UCSC's Genomics Institute and Howard Hughes Medical Institute investigator, stating worries about the program they were using. Such worries included if their program would even scale up to sequence the whole genome or not. This inspired him to begin writing his own genome assembler, naming it OOgreedy, working day and night to solve this large-scale puzzle. On June 22, 2000, Jimkin had assembled the human genome sequence using his 10,000 line computer program. The International Human Genome Project sequenced the human genome just four days before the White House announcement on June 22, 2000. Solera had completed it on June 24, just two days before and two days after the International Human Genome Project. While the project seemed a bit rushed or condensed, this pressure aided the groups to have a big celebration at the White House on June 26. By July 7, 2000, the UCSC Genome Bioinformatics Group publishes the first working draft of the human genome sequence online for public consumption, making it a free and open resource where scientists around the globe had already downloaded half a trillion bytes of information from this UCSC genome server in just the first 24 hours. That's incredible due to the fact that it was all centralized on the UCSC website and browser. And during this time and when there is a lot of big hype on the genome browser they even developed a cd titled the dna sequence of the human genome for the smithsonian (music) zooming out and looking at the consequences of this is really interesting ucsc had given the world free access to the human genome allowing us to look at our own genome and bringing a new perspective to bridge biotechnology and computer science it has become a very important reference for biomedical biological and of course genomics research the genome browser is also consistently being updated and more and more species genomes are being added over time there have been other sources that have spawned since its creation there have been other resources that have spawned since creation sort of Mimicking or are very similar to the genome browser, but we kind of add the original so it's sort of nice to claim that as our own To check out the human genome browser check out the links below and if you have courses pertaining to genomics Navigating this website could be very beneficial Thank you for tuning in to Sledcast. I hope this story provides some food for thought about UCSC's history and bioinformatics. For more SlugCast information and episodes, follow us on Instagram or on Spotify for everything else UCSC.